On today's episode of the Church League Podcast, we're going to talk about TCU getting crushed by Georgia. We're going to talk about some mascots and whether they're creepy, and then your favorite candy, in what order would you draft? So today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. Let's get it going. Hey, welcome to the Church League Podcast. Uh, I'm Roman, joined today by James and Corey. We're excited to get this thing started. Um, I pointed, and I just realized that no one can see me point we can. at you guys. We're here. You guys can We're see me, which is great. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but I think that you know, before we really get into any sports talk or the national championship and how terrible it was, um, we should probably tell you a little bit about ourselves. Um, I am from the southeast and midwest. Midwest. Midwest, not the Middle East. I made that <laughs> mistake earlier. He apparently. does have a Middle Eastern beard, though. I so do. Uh, well, yeah, I do, actually, which is <laughs> unfortunate. I was going to go to the barber at some point, and it got canceled. So he had COVID, which can we, I don't, I feel like we already said that too early in the podcast, but here it is. Um, but I am a Cardinals fan, St. Louis Cardinals fan, mm. not Arizona Cardinals fan, because. They're not good either. No, no, um, all the Cardinals are the same. So, you, know. <laughs> but you spent time in Arizona, though. I did. I spent time in Phoenix. So, I mean, sure. Um, yeah. Nobody's a fan there either. So, yeah. uh, do they even have whatever? It's a nice stadium, mm-hmm. but they never fill it. So, um, I am an Auburn fan, uh, football and basketball now. Because Is that a, are you an Auburn Go Tigers or War Eagle? Yes, Ugh. because it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. We'll have a whole, that's a whole nother episode. Uh, is it? It is. It is. It well, is. Well, um, that's more than enough about me. Yeah. Um, James. Yep. James here. Um, father of four, which is mostly, uh, that's my sport these days, running the uh, <laughs> zone defense. That's uh, impressive. That was some, it is impressive. Big, uh, let's say Duke basketball. That's mostly the focus these days is basketball. It's just easier mm-hmm. to watch and the kids are entertained and uh, grew up right here in the uh, Virginia area. So did you cry when Krzyzewski left? Yes, a couple times. Still do when I see John Shire sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Were you willing to pay the like fifteen thousand dollars to go to his last game? Absolutely not. No. Okay. No. All right. Uh, James, I want you to know that one of my favorite childhood memories was when Leitner hit that shot against Kentucky, and my dad jumped out of his recliner in his underwear and danced in front of the TV. That's disgusting. Oh, that's pleasant. A, that's yeah. a not because memory? we're Duke fans, because we hate Kentucky that much where I'm from. I kind of visualize that, and it's not pretty. <laughs> so I don't, it's I don't not. Even know, I don't even know him, but so. it's there. <laughs> Forever. So, um, Corey, where are you from? I'm from Southern Indiana. Mm. Spent some time in other places. Yeah. Um, got um, two boys, uh, father of two kids. Mm. I'm a Reds fan, oh. which puts us at odds. Jeez. If the Reds were ever competitive, like say, it's not at odds. But it's not. <laughs> um, but the Reds are Reds. still in the league. Yeah, they are. They're and they're um, they're opening day, they'll <laughs> win and they'll be they'll go undefeated. Um, I'm also an Indiana Hoosiers fan, which has been difficult, but um, they were good this year. They were. Are they still good? They've got a couple injuries that are really, they're really. I feel like spot. that's every I year. I hear that a lot. Right. Um, Colts. So all things Indiana. But I was a Bengals fan before the Colts moved from Baltimore. I'm that old. Oh. So, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I like regional sports, and then I like stories. I'm a fan of stories. So like, um, I cheer for the underdog and really get excited about different um, TCU having a chance to be Georgia. Like that's a story for me. Um. 
another story is were you alive when Bob Knight threw the chair? Oh, absolutely. I don't I don't I also don't remember when that was. It could have been in like the 90s, which means I would have been alive. Yeah. But like Yeah. Um was he like are you like like Ron Swanson? Have like a photo of him in your office, and like your big Bob Knight fan. I have an autographed photo. Fo- I have multiple photos of Bob Knight in my office. That's amazing. That's yeah. That's honestly nothing wrong. Cool. So our family above the mantle in my my parents' house. They live in West Tennessee. They have a, a little Bob Knight that stands there like an elf on the shelf. <laughs> well, a little bobblehead. You kind of flick his head <laughs> yeah. every once in a while. Uh, my my my, uh, my my father's um, my dad's fathering stra- style was Bob Knight's coaching style. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he, yeah. He threw a few chairs yes, at us when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's that is that's too us. much. Too that's much, that's yeah. Much. We're gonna move. We're move forward. <laughs> we uh, that's us essentially. And and we're just we're three dudes talking about sports who also happen to love Jesus. Why it's called Church League Podcast, um, which surprisingly wasn't really taken as a podcast name because I think it's really solid. Um, we're going to talk a whole lot about sports on a regular basis. That's the whole purpose of this podcast. Um, and you can't talk about sports without some highlights that's going on um, throughout the week. Um, you're a you're a Colts fan, which kind of talks, which kind of Naheem Hines. I was proud of him. Was yes. Yes. a Colt for it, a long time. Yeah, this year he was a Colt. Was he drafted by the Colts? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. Um, I'm, I'm not. Ass- I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming that he was. Yeah, um, um, but I mean, the highlight is obviously his his run back for the touchdown. Run backs, but yes, the first one, and it, and because it was almost felt scripted. In fact, that's been some of the conversation. Oh yeah, um, it was three years and three months since the Bills had a kickoff return, oh, and gosh. then he returns this kickoff first play after. Um, Demar Hamlin, yeah, and so that number three, number three. I mean, even Josh Allen is crying post game, oh and gosh. about that, you know, because it's just so. Josh Allen would like, cry. What are the chances, regardless. right? Well, so, I can only imagine the uh, the tension that was in that stadium. It was probably so intense when that happened. It oh, was just I absolutely. Was I bet it was incredible. And I would have loved to. Have I'm been sure there. the crowd went crying. wild, <laughs> and you know, people's the tables were getting smashed in the in the parking lots because yeah. the fans are crazy and. <laughs> That's weird. But I, yeah, I mean, like, I get yeah. it. I get it, I guess. I mean, like, it's, I mean, it's a great story. I mean, I'm glad DeMar Hamlin is not in the hospital anymore. He's at home. I'm assuming he's at home. I'm assuming there's. Yeah, he's been released. I think he was right. released, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is great. Like, I'm, and, you know, it, it was, it was nice to see not just the football community come together, but you kind of saw, like, the nation seemingly come together over this. Sure. I mean, because I saw it on not just, like, you know, ESPN and CBS Sports or Fox Sports or whatever. Like, you know, you saw it on like regular news. Like CNN had a whole thing on that. Yeah. And yeah, um, and it would. I think that that primetime Monday night game. Yeah. If um, people are invested in sports, they're watching it. People who aren't necessarily invested in sports. I had a um, a city council member from a place that I used to live who yeah. would go to church with us. Who does seem sort of neutral to sports. Mm-hmm. That was his main like. He was all over it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was hitting, it was hitting like people's hearts and in like real life situation for people at a different level than normal sports does. But the fact that all fantasy sports are sort of hinging on that game. Oh yeah, um, it was a big deal. Yes, we well, got lucky. If, if your fan. league was competitive, you know, it's interesting how Corey <laughs> Corey is the one that wanted to transition into fantasy. We're all in the same fantasy league. <laughs> Um, Corey won. Um, just gonna rip that Band-Aid off. Um, James got second, second place. Who yeah. won? Who won last year? Uh, I don't remember. Um, yeah. it's crazy. I don't remember who that was. <laughs> it was also Corey. And can we say Carson Ross? I hope you're listening to this because of your fault. I'm blaming you, Carson, completely. 
I don't know if he's actually going to listen to this. Carson is also in our uh, fantasy league. Did I say his last name? I think I you did. did. Yeah. You Good. did. Good. Blown up. I will say Roman is our commissioner, so this is this is painful for <sighs> him to talk about. We, we, have, we have some regular therapy sessions, and I was disappointed the draft board was down off the wall in here. You know, okay, so, there's um, some cool neon peppers up there. Yeah, so it was a solid exchange. Yeah. The season is also over. I'm not going to hold on to it. I got second last year, fourth this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I lost to a guy who's never played fantasy football in his life. He got third. He did great. Typically, how that works. He drafted really well. James, you made a, a feverish comeback, made it to the playoffs. Yeah, it was impressive. Made it actually. to the finals. And, and look, the matchups for you just weren't favorable with the, with the Vikings. And it's. Well, that's what happens that's when what you happens. Uh, live and die with Kirk Cousins, yeah. you know. That's, but but uh, you were in the terrible. in the show there at the Have end. Have you guys so seen exciting. the videos where it's like um, they would like rate quarterbacks if they were females, like what they would look awesome. like if yes. they were females? <laughs> Kirk Cousins looks the same if he was a man or a woman. The Trevor the Lawrence went on that. that. It's literally Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Sunshine. That. Yeah. It's that's a funny meme. I love um, that. Yeah, you know, and I I think it's you know we we look at the highlights and you know maybe think of a quarterback as a a female or whatever and rating them on a scale of one to ten, which yeah. seems maybe we're taking it too far. I don't, um, I don't, I don't think I've ever done that. You've never done that? No, I've done that remember. multiple times. Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, you do it subconsciously. It happens, right? I don't know. Maybe not. I Whatever. We'll move on. Uh, moving forward. Um, but, you know, we do a highlight. We should probably talk about a low light. Um, the low light's probably just a national championship. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Gosh, that was so bad, man. I mean, like, I spent, like, my birthday plans... Were to was to watch the national championship, eat Jersey Mike's and McDonald's fries. Like that's what I wanted to do. I got the Jersey Mike's and McDon and McDonald's fries. The national championship game was horrendous. Did you watch the whole thing? No, of course I didn't. Like, who, did anybody watch I the did. whole thing? Why? Well, I kept it on, and who? then I I tried to find NBA or something. Everyone else was smart enough to not put anything on no. TV that night. Right. Um. And. Man, the buildup for it, like the semifinal games were excellent. Yes. TCU's story, both Stetson Bennett and Max Duggan's story were both really, you know, they were, they had all the heartstrings attached to it with, yeah. you know, these walk on quarterbacks mm -hmm. and all the different issues they've had. Um, you know, so the, the buildup to it was, was money for college football, Absolutely. for, you know, the, the networks putting it out there. I mean, it was a big deal, but the, it just, it was a letdown. Well, and I think the, uh, the elder prevailed in that, right? I think, uh, Stetson's probably old enough to be Max's dad, I believe. Isn't he? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> 25 dude. They could not have been more polarizing. All right. You guys heard that. This yes, be real. I didn't, that's on me, guys. That was a notification on my laptop. Our pregame said that that wasn't going to happen. I literally said I'm going to mute it, and I didn't. And of all the people in this room, I would assume I would be the guy that would my ringer would be going off because yeah. I'm that old. But yeah, no, well. it didn't happen. But yes, you were right. Stetson Ben is like 25, um, and him and Max could not have been like more polarizing, like right. seemingly very opposite, like in their play style. Um, like I don't know, Georgia was this juggernaut coming in. Like I thought from the beginning of the season that they were the team to beat. Um, I didn't think they'd be playing TCU in the national championship. Do you feel like people underestimated them? Like they had that that narrative that they kept talking about. No one, no one expects us. Everyone's been playing us like we're not as good as we were last year. Mm -hmm. Like that seems false to me. Like 
everyone talked about how good Georgia was from the jump. So I'm, right. I was kind of surprised to hear that they had some bulletin board material that they were trying to hold on to. At that well, point. statistically, their defense was not as good this year yeah. as it was last year. I mean, they were like, I think, second to last in the SEC in like, um, like quarterback hurry-ups and sacks. Like they did not get to the quarterback apparently until the national championship. That's, uh, that's what happens when Alabama's not in the mix, you know. Uh, don't say that. As an Auburn fan, it hurts to talk about Alabama being good. But roll tide. Whatever. You've dude. been talking about that for a while, then. Right? They are awful on a regular basis. No, they're not. Alabama's a good team. Um, I will say that they are coached incredibly well. Um, Nick Saban is a, is an incredible college football coach. His time with Miami. Uh, not good. Would not say he's for the NFL. Um, maybe comparable to Jim Harbaugh. Um, Jim Harbaugh is much better college coach than NFL coach, right? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, I wonder, like, do you think it's just because like the grown men in the NFL are like, "Don't talk to me like you're better than me." Hold on, that's the Harbaugh that looks like squints from Sandlot growing up, right? <laughs> uh, or is, which Harbaugh is that? The worst, the, the, the funny glasses with the. Uh... I think that's. I think that's Jim because John's with the Ravens. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I'm pretty sure that's right. I'm pretty sure that's right. So we we look at the national championship. I think TCU was way in over their head. I I, I think we we wanted everybody wants them to have a shot. You tell you like an underdog. I love a good underdog story. I wanted them to win. They got that busted coverage touch. That wasn't a touchdown, but it led to the touchdown for like 80 yards or something in the first quarter. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a game. So it was 7 to 10 at that point. And then absolutely not. I mean, like, oh, seven points. And that's it. Was was What was the final score? 60, 65 seven. 65 to 7. It was a 58-point difference, which is, is the most by far ever. So you were probably in the McDonald's line longer than you were watching the actual game <laughs> being worthwhile. I made it to three minutes into the third quarter when Georgia scored another touchdown and put him up by like 40. And I was like, this is this is no – I no longer need to watch this game. Yes, exactly. I mean, I, So, I mean, does that affect the decision of the committee moving forward with letting schools like TCU into like the playoff? Because they were a one-loss team, and they still made it in. Well, I think at that point, you just uh, stay SEC. I mean, you can't fail with the SEC. It's really hard to fail with the so SEC. So the SEC championship should just be the national championship. I mean, it, it has ended up being the national championship on a few occasions. It's It's been it's been numerous. Right. I mean, there's been maybe three, four to five teams other than SEC teams in the last 20 years. It's been insane. But – nationwide you want it to be appealing to the nation to watch and another Alabama Georgia game I don't think is going to get the ratings that even TCU and Georgia would get now Alabama will bring fans to watch it yeah right but that same matchup again I think the expansion of the of the playoff Mm -hmm. helps and what what it helps is they've already started that 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 conversation is happening it's going to happen so they don't really have to explain if TCU is a hit or a miss because it's solved in the next couple of years. I think less players are going to play in those games with the expanded playoff. Um, we already see it. They're not playing in bowl games now. The guys are like, I'm probably going to the NFL. Due to drafts like, and they're not transfer playing now. portals. And so now you, you make that expanded playoff. So now it's not just two games. It's four games if you make it all the way. But I th- the teams that have, have a chance to win it all, I think their players will play. I think once they don't have a chance to to win the prize, then they're done. I think the other bowls, 
I think will stay like they have. I think teams that players that don't have really an NFL future, mm-hmm. you know, they're playing regardless. Alabama's players played, which I thought was very interesting. Well, it's because Nick Saban is a would just like I'm gonna stab you if you're not gonna play this game. I don't know like, if that's necessarily. I, I can see Nick Saban saying that yeah. for sure. Do you have a quote on that? <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it right now. Nick Saban said he was gonna stab one of his kids. No, he didn't say that. I don't think. Auburn fan trying to throw Nick under the bus there. Right. Shocker. Whatever. At least it didn't like poison any of their retreat. Um, I, I thought he did a pretty good job in the the pregame coverage. Yeah. Of being balanced. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and and. And, of course, Kirby Smart's one of his guys. Kirby yeah. Smart's won back-to-back titles twice as an assistant coach with Alabama and then as a coach at Georgia. Yeah, but as an assistant coach, you don't get any credit. So. Right, he doesn't. But And, look, everyone's been an assistant coach for right for Nick Saban at some point. Right. It's like rehab for assistant coaching, which I, which I appreciate about him. He yeah. seems to handle that well. He brings in guys who've had some checkered pass and give them a restart. As a fan, and I'm a fan through marriage, like I didn't list Alabama and some of those in my fandom because I look at fandom as what what I grew up and what mm-hmm. I've sort of carried. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a whole different podcast about you know yeah, fandom. We yeah, we will. But um, I'm, a, I'm an Alabama fan through marriage, which I've appreciated, and I've had to sort of really have some hard conversations with my kids and be like, hey, they're not going to – they're not going to win all their games every year. Mm-hmm. That's a weird conversation to have, being an Indiana fan, football or basketball. Right. Like you're typically waiting for the letdown. There's usually not a letdown with Alabama. Yeah. And two-loss two team, which they look like they would have been better than TCU in the final, but they lost two games. Right. TCU fought hard. It was They were a, they were a great story, and I wanted to see that story play out. And in, in my fandom, I said, hey – the story for me, I'm a fan of the story. I was a fan of David and Goliath at Church League, right? David, sure. if we're going to make a Bible reference to this, TCU being that David story with Goliath being Georgia. That's the perfect sort of scenario. But um, it just didn't yeah. play out the way. Well, yeah, with like the there rocks. Was way scripture says there, it was there, there was no rocks. I think the they rocks. were on the beach, maybe. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, sandy. Would, yeah, what changes, what changes the game then? I think they both started out really nervous. TCU had a chance to put some game pressure on, and they didn't. And I think that was a huge deal. Well, the number one running back was also out, right? Which is if you can't run in college, you can do like you nothing. You can do nothing then because it's like, oh, they can't run. That's fine. Now we can just put you know you have a, uh, a oh my gosh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Put the, yeah, just a press on the quarterback. Yeah, the rush. Yeah. The rush, yeah. I mean, yeah, pass rush. Man, I could think of pass rush. Yeah, I mean, you just put the pass rush on every time. Right. And that allowed them to get to the quarterback more than they have all season. They weren't even they weren't even scripted rushes, though. I think These are three or four-man fronts getting through the line because they were overmatched with Georgia's second string guys. They were bo- blowing through that line. TCU yeah. was holding almost every play to try to hang on. So the, the game pressure there, I don't think, really would have mattered. Or having your your main running back or not, but that to me, TCU has made a living off of staying close and figuring it out, and they just couldn't keep it close. Well, it's like they rushed for thirty seven yards Jeez. off twenty one attempts. Yeah, Max Duggan, the last drive of the Kansas State game before overtime, rushed for like ninety yards. Yeah, it was in one drive. I was interested. In, like you didn't really see that in yeah. the game. Like it, it seemed like. And and uh, I mean, a part of me thinks that like, yes, they were nervous, but it looks like they never got out of that, and that's got to be a coaching thing. Or Georgia's that much better than Kansas State. 
which is a reality. That is an NFL team. I'm not, and this isn't a. Do you think Georgia could compete against an NFL team? I don't think that's no, that's a real conversation. Not. No, no way. But in this situation, Georgia looked like an NFL team compared to the starters for TCU. Georgia's backups look like an NFL team. Compared I mean, to those it, it looked like we were watching an All Star game, and all the All Stars were on the same team. Right. Like that's what it looked like. It yeah. was uh, TCU looked. I don't know. I, I also think that some of that has to go on the coach. It, they made it looked like they made no adjustments at halftime. Like it was the same team. In technically, they were a worse team in the second half. Yeah. So Sonny Dykes at half, he said, "We have to get settled in." Yeah. And I think if you're not settled in at a certain level before the game begins, right? At halftime, when you're down that much, it's very hard to settle those kids in. Well, I don't think there's any settling after getting punched in the mouth like that right off the bat. You know, it's it. Yeah. Sure. I think Georgia, there's a great value in being there before. Sure. From their coach. I mean, you say Kirby Smart had come from Alabama and had been in that situation before. Mm-hmm. He was he had some wisdom afterwards, too. Like, hey, what's going to keep you from going three in a row? Yeah. He said entitlement. Once these players feel like they deserve this before they earn it, mm-hmm. and he said that's going to be our biggest issue. And so he, as a coach, having experience and that team having experience, I think that made a huge difference because, yes, TCU at halftime sitting there, all right, let's get a breath and come back and let's make a run at this. Um, that's too late at that point. Right. And then Sonny Dykes also at the end of the game said we weren't on the same tier. Sure. Which I think is, is, a very accurate statement. is an accurate <laughs> statement. And they're not going to admit that, obviously, this year. They're not going to admit this that the year they got left out and Alabama got in, right? They felt like they belonged there. Yeah. And – when he walks into recruit into someone's living room, he's going to say, "We were there," and they own that. Like they, yeah, we were there. We were there, and we got beat by fifty-eight, right? But they were there. But he also admitted we didn't necessarily belong there. Well, James, you're a Duke fan, so you got to see Shashevsky have incredible basketball teams, absolutely, for a really, really long time. And some of that is obviously based off his recruiting, and you get people like JJ Redick and Kyrie Irving. Zion Williamson, who were on that team, yeah. and they're obviously just the best player on the floor. Yeah, but also it's still a team sport. I think Shashevsky was probably one of the best coaches with halftime adjustments. Mm. Um, I, I think that's one of the things that I remember most about him, and one of the things I remember the most about Nick Saban is that like if the first half wasn't the greatest first half, you better believe the second half's going to be different because of the halftime yeah. adjustments. Um, and if there is no adjustment, he'll just make you take your uniform off and you won't be wearing a uniform in practice. You right. Know, so. Well, that was one of my favorite J.J. Reddick stories was he was like, you know, J.J. was like, yeah, I was like partying and, you know, I was fat and I was out of shape. And we come in and like he's like freaking coach like, cussed me out, sat me down, you know, said that I didn't deserve to be on the team. And um, and that like really kind of changed his 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 thought process and he also said other words that i can't say currently but um one well, coach case is he's coached so many levels i mean can you imagine i mean oh yeah having to coach these college kids versus coaching these uh the olympic games you know i yeah. mean that's a whole different and he spanned a, a few different generations of what college basketball looks like yeah so he's a he's a bob knight he has a bob knight connection there right so he's a protege of that sort of style yeah. and he's able to adjust into a player's friendly style where Bob Knight was less player friendly we could say that and much more 
coach, disciplinarian, tear him down, build him back up. So Shashevsky was able to sort of manage both of those generations of players and still get these one and done guys and make it happen. Where Coach K at Kentucky, Coach Cow, excuse Coach me, Cal, yeah. at Kentucky, wrong, wrong game. would get the. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> don't, I know. Make that, don't make that. I know. Ooh, we just lost a lot. We just isolated <laughs> a lot of listeners right there. Um, he would he would get the recruits, but not be able to manage them as a coach. I don't think he's even close to the same caliber of coach as Krzyzewski is. And so being able to adjust to what the player needs and what the university or the, the culture needs, mm-hmm. um, I think Saban is smarter, that sort of same sort of example. Um, smart understands what it takes to make that culture work. But I think he's just done better at keeping players happy. And Saban's had to do that, which is very interesting. At his age, he's had to adjust to be able to get these players in and out. I think that's maybe why some of his players played in the last game where they probably shouldn't have because they want to make Coach happy. Mm-hmm. But they also they are honored to be able to play that last opportunity too. So that the whole culture of that really is sustainable at a different level than I think Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. He's a terrible coach. Right? He's atrocious. He is. When he's hot – and and players feel like they're he's on their on their side, right? He's good if he's got the right player. If he doesn't have the right player, the culture doesn't really sustain what he needs to do, and so that's where he's exposed as the, not the same level of coach as Saban or even Kirby Smart, in my opinion. Well, I think that that was so. Sykes needs to take a page out of Shashevsky's book and Saban's book, and you know look at look at finding ways to make adjustments that make sense. Because I'm assuming he made some adjustments. They just nothing happened there. Well, if you sure. keep you keep getting to this spot, at some point you'll figure it out. You know, they just haven't had that many you know chances at this type of spotlight. Sure, and they're not there yet. Right. USC well, would not have been there yet on the caliber of Georgia. No, not even close. And they pulled all those recruits from Oklahoma. They had this sort of win instantly sort of setup, but not at the depth that an Alabama, a Georgia some of these teams are playing with um, Tennessee had a great year, but their depth was obviously exposed mm-hmm. whenever they got to having to play back to back games that were really meaningful without their quarterback or whatever, because you just need to be able to rely upon the system carrying you through. And that system takes a long time to basically build up an A team and a B team that could beat your A team. Right. Well, the reality is that Georgia's had a better mascot. Yes. Um, I mean, a bulldog is significantly better than a horned frog, and you don't have that stupid hand movement like you look like you've maybe Jason Pierre-Pauled yourself. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we had that conversation. I said, I thought that the horned frog looks like they had a sort of a, a meat-grinding accident, like all their little nubs. Yeah, like, this is such a weird... Like, obviously, you guys can't see us do this, but, like, it is... That nor, is nor if would you, you want if, to. If you don't know what... If, like, TCU fans do for their horned frogs, whatever, like, that is... It is a weird... They're just air quoting the whole time. Like, That's so, all they're doing. <laughs> well, you see, like, Lee Corso, <laughs> like, already looks like he mm. should be in some assisted living home, and he puts on the hat, and he's doing that. And you're like, oh, no, he's having, like, a, like he's in either the hospital. He's the having hospital. an episode here. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. He's just being a TCU fan. Like, that's not it, man. I mean, I don't. you, you look at, you know, Alabama is an elephant for whatever reason. Um, well, in Georgia, the uh, the dog has been known to bite people too, so that's pretty aggressive. Right. Oh, well, it's a bulldog, so I mean, I appreciate the aggressiveness of the mascot. Um, you know, I'm interested to know if you guys have some favorite mascots. 
Um, I personally am a fan of the Philly fanatic. I'm not a like I'm not a Philadelphia fan, obviously, but I think he might be the most iconic Major League Baseball mascot. What is that thing anyway? I literally like an alien or something. I'm not even 100 percent sure. He is just a fan of the, the green Phillies. alien with a horn on his nose. Yeah, but it yeah. is like he is good at his job. <laughs> he is. So is Lee Corso, by the way, who once coached at Indiana. Yeah, that that's just only because he coached Indiana. That he's, you're is that. he college game day's mascot? He probably he should put on a thing like a helmet of himself and just I vote think that'd for be him because awesome. he's not effective anywhere else. So you just keep covering him up. Yeah, dude, it is. Oh, I'm, it I'm is. here for Lee Corso. <laughs> I, I mean, Lee Corso's point. like what Dick Clark was at the New Year's Rockin' Eve for the mm, last few years, yeah. and eventually there's going to be a moment where you know we're going to miss Lee Corso because Pat McAfee's going to be putting mascot helmets on. <laughs> I think Pat McAfee may have been drunk. I don't like not 100 percent sure. Um, Pat McAfee, you're welcome to join the podcast. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of restrictions, <laughs> but I'm here for Pat McAfee as a Colts fan. Yes, but like he's a funny dude and he is on edge all the time, which is very interesting. So the Colts, it's not all like your mascot isn't a horseshoe; it's a horse. It's a horse, um, and he's got game. He will. He will tackle some kids he, oh in the mascot God. kids challenge games so if you haven't so seen funny. those videos check it out so good he doesn't mess around there's some really good mascots out there and i think you talk about georgia's mascot i'd love to know from from the two of you is it is a live mascot better than a manufactured mascot i don't think so manufacturer is the way to go okay i mean like roman just mentioned the uh philly fanatic you know i mean just even like looking at him like you can you're at a game you can probably just Catch yourself watching him, but not even the game. Right. First of all, because nobody wants to watch the Phillies. Second of all, because he's just—he looks like just an alien. And they and they get, they show up. They show up and they put on a show. Um, Ugga wasn't even at the national championship game, by the way. Well, and I don't even think Ugga's the best live mascot. I, I think no. Bevo, the Texas mascot, almost killed him one year. Yeah, <laughs> like he tried to stab him with his horns. Yeah. So um, I'm you here know, for that. We're having a we're having a. Like a, if we have a bracket, maybe that's best. That's our draft that we do. We're going to do a draft here at some point on um, candy today, I think. But, um, spoiler candy. alert. But um, if we did mascots, I think um, it'd be interesting to see which live ones are better. But I like the manufactured mascots because they kind of bring a little more energy and they could pull off a few other things. I think when you're in that mascot costume, the inhibitions are gone and they are they're kind of funny. Yeah, well, like the uh, who is it? The Denver Nuggets has that guy that puts on the dunk show every time. Yeah, yes. like you see, I feel like he's probably just like a G League player that he just comes right. out and balls out dude, during halftime. Yeah. Benny the Bull, Man, yes, dude, he yeah. he's like he's legit good. He's good. one of my yeah. top mascots of all time. Yeah. I think that's one of Jordan's sons, isn't it? He yeah. couldn't make it in the league, so he just kind of just hangs wow. around. Wow, well, maybe it, it honestly <laughs> could be. Well, the uh, Phoenix Suns gorilla does a lot of that stuff, too. I mean, the NBA yeah. does a good job with their mascots. I think the best mascot usage is like um, AAA baseball. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I, and not even with mascots, but the way they entertain the crowds. I go to a Norfolk Tides game here uh, locally. Um, they get fans on the field. They got kids running the bases. They did a dollar for hot dogs. It was a mistake. And I ate a lot we of hot ate dogs. a lot of hot dogs that <laughs> night. So um, the promotions in the, um, the Savannah Bananas, that is a cult following yeah, as far as that mascot. Now, the yeah, so touring. Yeah, they're touring. Savannah Bananas are touring. Wow. Which, and they're coming in this general area at some point. So, like, I'm down to go. So you're fans of certain teams, mm-hmm. um, the Blue Devil, right? Yeah. Are you comfortable with that mascot on a church league podcast? 
Um, Ooh, having the name Devil in there is not really ideal, but uh, <laughs> it's blue though, so it's not scriptural. It's, right? It's, it's, he's not flaming red. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. True. Uh, All right. So I'm a I'm a Hoosiers fan. As a mascot, that's I I love it. It's one of the best, and and I think also one of the worst because it's not it's hard to explain. So um, I guess I'll get that out there. The the Hoosier is a actually Hoosiers men. Um. Eventually, all Indians were called Hoosiers, mm-hmm. so there's this Native American connection there in that area, which you being from the Midwest, you understand a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and then there was this, there's this theory, Indian word for corn was Husa, so they have all these Native American sort of connections. Um, I have a grandfather that um, was part Native American. And, and you're going to have to change your name? No, no. I'm, I'm for it. So, like, we pull into the driveway, and he would put his hand in the air and say, how? Mm, I nice. love... My grandpa Phillips, he was awesome. But um, yeah, so um, it was a sort of real deal there. But I have to explain what a Hoosier is often. And then we don't have like a mascot. There's nothing running around. It's usually, it's typically the fan base or it was Bobby Knight, like sort of like Lee Corso is for. Uh, <laughs> well, like, okay, so, you know, we're, we're in Virginia. So like the Virginia Tech Hokies. Yeah. Like Hokie isn't even a real word. And it's like a, it's a, somehow they got a turkey. It out is, of it? it is like a, is it, it's some, it's like a turkey, but a, I want to say like a castrated turkey. I think is what a, is what a, a hokey is supposed to be, or something like that. Which is why? Why would you choose for that to be what you like? I'm a hokey. What? No, you don't be that. Why would you put us in a position where we have to think about you explaining to the audience what castration is or not? Yeah, That's hey, what I want to say. Because it's a hokey, and you started <laughs> this conversation about not knowing what the what a Hoosier is. It's so like when we're doing Bible study in my house and we get into circumcision. The kids are like, explain that to me again. I'm like, just keep reading. We'll get to that at yeah. some point. Well, and <laughs> now your kids are old enough now. They're just playing, and they make you have that awkward conversation. <laughs> right, absolutely. Like in the Lego Bible? But yes. Roman, I think you've been to Blacksburg this season, and if you... Going out there, it's you know, there's nothing else out there. So there it's not. quite a famous. A castrated turkey might be. Listen, your okay, only play. They, oh man, okay. So they, do they do the whole like um, uh, inner Sandman mm-hmm. and like everybody singing, and that goes kind of cool. Um, it felt, uh, for lack of a better word, hokey. <laughs> like it, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> it, it felt like real force, and like people were having a really good time with right. it. But they do this thing where like. It's third down, and you pull your keys out, and you shake them, and it's yeah. the key play. And I'm like, that, I hate oh. that so much. I was like, this is wrong. We did that once. Um, I'm, I'm a Freed Hardeman grad, right? Oh, that's so exciting. Freed Hardeman played David Lipscomb when they were both in AIA. Right? Oh, yeah. And, um, you just we call had, it David Lipscomb. We had David. Well, they were David Lipscomb. <laughs> they were. Right? And we had them beat, Man. and we didn't beat them very often. We all had the keys out, like... Start the bus, right? They had a half court shot to win that game, <laughs> and then they quickly went to um, NCAA soon after that. Yeah, and they we did. never had a chance to. Well, be conveniently enough, y'all had your keys in your hand, so yes. yeah, yeah, you easy We tried. In your vehicle and, uh, so, um, so if you had one choice, what's your favorite mascot? Oh man. Um, now, what's the criteria here? I mean, is it your just, criteria? Um, I mean, I gotta go, Fred Bird. Like, I'm a Cardinals fan. Okay. I think Fred Bird does a great job of interacting with adults and kids and doing all of your your typical, like, walking down the stairs and, like, tripping and flinging yeah. popcorn all over He's somebody. iconic as well. Like, yeah. he pulls this beak in different directions and all those things. Like, I remember as a kid going to Louisville Redbirds games. We had that sort of same yeah. interaction there. So, um, I mean, he's not I – mean, I mean, I'm a – I'm a big baseball guy. Like I, yeah. I like I like baseball. There aren't many mascots that I think do a good job 
for baseball. Right. And, you know, knowing him and also being completely biased, you know, I'll take Fred Bird. James? Well, touching base on uh, one of your other teams here, the Chiefs, as a wolf. What is the backstory on that guy? How is a chief and a wolf? I th- Okay, so at this point, maybe it's just not to be racist. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, listen, we could, we could talk about the commanders if we want. Um, yeah, Tutty, yeah. Tutty. Yeah, he, he actually goes down as the worst mascot ever now. <laughs> that was, that, like, honestly... I, that's probably going to be like because we get like art that goes up, like you get like a little picture of every episode, and it might be a picture of Tutty. Um, that that's off. First off, Commander's a terrible name. Well, and they, they they can't stay out of the hot water now. They're actually the hogs from the eighties and nineties. They're actually suing, trying oh, to sue the Washington good. for using the hogs. Look, that whole organization. Like, mm. come on, I'm a sports, I'm a sports nut. I'm a sports fan. I like all the stories. Moving to this area, and we're in Virginia Beach, by the way. I live in Norfolk. Um, having the commanders close enough to be able to attend games and having zero interest because they're the poorest run organization in sports, hands down. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely terrible. And it's so terrible. whenever they make a decision and they're changing their mascot, I'm like, you're going to have to call me when you actually legitimately have a chance. Yeah. Now, the, the only thing for me for – the commanders, I'm fighting saying Redskins, right? right. Is t- Taylor Heineke playing for them and him being an ODU guy. Right, that is cool. Right, so like him being a local guy playing for the their state team and having a chance um, and really was the best quarterback on the roster and they didn't even play him in the game that mattered the yeah, most. Carson Wentz, which I have Carson Wentz, Wentz PTSD from the Colts bringing him on. Well, they paid him. They paid him so he, he, he has to play. They paid him too much money. Does he? I mean, listen, if that's, but that's how management looks at it, right? It's like, listen, we paid this guy. If he's not playing, you know, there's got to be some sort of pressure on the coach right. to play him. Well, that's Washington in general. They find it, the quarterback situation is it's a revolving door. Sure. I mean, it's, it's absolutely terrible. Like, look at the list of people they've had. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean why, uh, I don't know. I just, at some point, just go ahead and let's have an official rebuild, right? Like, Sell the farm. Let's do this the right way. Well, they should. They can start by uh, building a new stadium because that place is crumbling. Hey, they can build that here in Virginia Beach. That'd be sweet. I'd be welcome for it. it. Yeah. yeah. I would still be a Chiefs fan. We could have Pharrell uh, Williams do the halftime show, first game. Good old Pharrell. That's well. I don't know. Him and Missy Elliott. We're still we're trying, <laughs> still trying to get that. over Pharrell's cousin or whatever. Like, I mean, It's not or whatever. That's a serious thing around here, man. I'm here for it, but like, what is it? Something in the water? Like, He barely wants to do that. It's so, right, Hey, um, I, want, I want a chance to talk about my, my favorite mascot. Oh, uh, well, sure, I guess. All right, so Mr. Redlegs. I'm a Reds fan. Mr. Redlegs. And um, I love, love of like... Of all the sort of logos for Cincinnati, it's the baseball head, right? It is it's big, it, yeah. like that's a good logo. It is solid. Um, Mr. Reg- Red Legs, that's a um, that's a connection to communism in the fifties. Nice. So um, because of the Red Scare in the early fifties, the team announced that they would henceforth be known as the Cincinnati Red Legs as sort of a counter to communism. That's amazing. America, baby. Yeah, the Reds, go. and they could stink for the rest of the the time ever, and they most likely will. Um, you know, you're you're an Astros fan through marriage. I Your am. wife is an Astros fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to a game there at um, Tropicana Field there um, in Houston. Oh, Minute Maid. Minute Maid. Minute yeah, Maid. sorry. 
I'm thinking Tropicana. orange juice. Yeah, it's pretty close. Sorry, it's close. Minute Maid Field. Sorry, Houston fans. Did they have you tipping pitches and whatnot from the stands? No, but at least they were trying. Like, okay. I'm I'm not a fan of cheating in sports. Oh, I am. But Go as ahead. a Reds fan, <laughs> we haven't even tried to win. No. Yeah. At all. So, like, I have more respect for a team that tries to win by cheating than a team that tries to lose as a money-making scheme. Yeah. And so, and I still have zero respect for cheaters. So, I have less than zero respect for my own team. But the fact that they were against communism still makes me a big fan. And you say Tutty may be the worst. Not even close. The New Orleans Pelicans, seasonally during carnival season. He is a scary-looking. King baby cake. That, oh. Everybody stop what you're doing. Do a little internet search. King Baby Cake, New Orleans. I I pulled this quote um, off um, off online. It says, From the makers of the truly terrifying Pierre the Pelican, which isn't a very good mascot anyways for the Pelicans, comes King Cake Baby, um, a grotesque creature that looks like it survives off some wicked concoction of stolen baby candy and tears. This is what daymares are made of. Yeah, it is a scary looking. It is honestly pretty terrible. That's probably fitting for New Orleans then, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... That is, oh, wow. That, yeah, is, it is, that is scary looking. And it's like human size, huge head running around in a diaper. It looks like Chucky had a baby. Right, it so is. Like, <laughs> but what... At least, obviously, that's not their main No, guy. it's not. It's not their main guy. Um, but it's still terrifying to say right. the least. So I mean, like um, Louisville River Bats, their yeah. farm league team, they have this bat as their main mascot. But their seasonal mascot, they're the mashers, right? Yeah. And they have like this keg because of whiskey, and it's it's a huge deal. And so when they're the whenever their hats and all their stuff come out, it sells out because people like the seasonal mascot better. Yeah. If you're gonna bring in a seasonal mascot. It better make a ton of sense or not scare the children. The That's fair. For New Orleans, they get to do their own thing. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to figure out New Orleans. So more power to them. Yeah. But it is a it is a creepy thing. Um, you know, we start talking about kids, easy transition into candy. We need you know, we're we're starting to get close to time. We don't wanna we, you know, we're not trying to do like three hour long podcasts here. Um, but we we do wanna we do wanna do a draft of something on a regular basis. All right, explain how the draft works. So the draft is going to work like it would work in like a fantasy football draft where one of us gets the first pick, you get the second and the third, and we're going to snake back. All right? So third pick gets third and fourth pick, and then it'll kind of go back around. Um, And you are just trying to draft the best candy team possible. All right? So you get five picks. Um. As uh, I'm going to call myself pseudo host today, that's Whatever. not going to normally the be commish. the commission. I'll be the commissioner. Sure, it's my natural born role, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll go last. Okay. Um, I'll go last. Uh, you know, uh, we'll go um, age before beauty, so Corey can go first. Right. Um, uh, by the way, James looks a lot like Zach Efron, yes. if anyone doesn't know. We, in our intros, we were going to say, hey, who do people say you look like? Yeah. My mom says I look like LeBron James. Some friends from college say I look like Slash yep. from um, from Guns N' Roses. So I'm a mix between Slash and LeBron James. I don't see either one of them. No. But um, but I'll take it. Definitely I, not LeBron I, James. I could see that mix. Yeah. That's a, It's a beautiful yeah. mix. It's fair. Well, uh, let's let's go back. Uh, I think Zach Efron looks like me. I think yeah. that there's an age thing. Here. There you go. <laughs> fair. I need that on a T-shirt. I'm here for that. Zach Efron looks so, like. So, me. so Roman, you who who do people say you look like? Uh, Zach Brown, yeah. especially when I wear a beanie. You're right. Um, so take that or leave it. A lot of the times, I'd like to just leave it. 
But yeah. um, I think it's because you chicken eat a lot, fried you eat a lot of chicken fried. Well, you're mole away from z- uh, from that look right there. There it yeah. is. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll you, know, you guys can have them all. I'm good. <laughs> um, so, Corey, you get uh, first pick of our candy draft. Um, you're, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing with the first pick. So, good luck. Right. So um, I'm, I'm kind of going to sandbag mm-hmm. a couple picks that I don't think anybody else is going to pick. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what's what's weird is we brought candy in, so like I know what some of your first picks or some of your picks are going to be. Um, I like. Um, I'm going to go with the Sour Patch Kids first. Oh, that's a good pick, though. But specifically watermelon. Oh, never mind. Now it's no longer a good pick. Now for me, um, I like the watermelon ones. Um, I like the the size. For me, size and texture on candy makes a lot big deal. So I have a pack of watermelon. I'm refusing to eat some right now because I don't want to hear that on the microphone. So watermelon over regular Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Wow. It was a great pick until you said that for me. Yeah, I think you got to stay selection on all. Does that take Sour Patch Kids off the board for the rest of you guys? Um, because you specifically said watermelon, I'm going to say no. And I guess I'm the commissioner, so I get I to make that call. There you go. I, um, right. so but Sour Patch Kids, watermelon. Off regular, the, yeah. Re- off that's, the all right. Hey, that's, you know, to each their own, I guess. We need, probably, how, do we, how does James know when it's his turn? Do we have like a... Uh, the, uh, you're hearing that actually. There it is. Boom. Oh, there it was. There okay. it was. You see it. Um, all this is happening in post, so th- we don't actually... <laughs> so we didn't, I, I didn't actually play it, but you're hearing that. Um, James, second uh, pick of the draft. The second pick is going to the Reese's. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Um, I have See, a, I almost stole that as my first pick. So I, saw, I saw you sitting here looking at it. I know. Do, do, uh, I didn't want to do that to you. Are you going with a cup? Day. Absolutely, cup. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I'm cool with that. So it's, a, I mean, like, so iconic. It's a classic. It's so good. Yeah. And like, I, I, I had that listed, but the seasonal shapes are better than the regular. Oh, the Christmas trees. Eggs. Yes. Everyone. Pumpkins. Oh, it doesn't absolutely. matter. Yeah. I'm for it. Are you guys? Eating. They're softer. The texture on the the ridge oh. kind of makes it kind of hard. But those seasonal ones are like, I like man, them cold great. though. I like okay. I, I like putting mine Ooh. in the fridge, and them being a little like having the chocolate a little bit crunchier. I kind of like the difference in texture between the chocolate and the peanut butter. And the colder yeah. it is, the little seems a little bit. But I, I mean, Reese's solid pick. Yeah, well played. Um, I'm gonna go uh, regular M and M's as my first pick. Mm. It's kind of like taking a kicker first. Wow. Uh, is it though? Mm-hmm. Because think, can you name a more iconic candy? Not on my list. I mean, that doesn't mean it's not iconic though. <laughs> you just have, a, I mean, listen, watermelon, sour They're not patch. even the best of the M&Ms. Stop it. It's, we're talking team here. I just drafted the best quarterback in the draft. You're going to follow up with the Werther's. You're getting, I'm just you're saying, listen, it, it could, it could be old, but guess what? No, his, it's probably one of the most popular candies sold in the, the world. James, his list gets worse. When you, if he goes into Starbucks or star, Starburst, Starbucks. excuse me, <laughs> Starburst, we're going to be here for a long while. Hey, listen, you guys can have peanut all day. Good luck killing all those people that are allergic to peanuts. Hey, so, hey go big or go home. Um, I also get the fourth pick. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, exciting times. Uh, I'm going to go, um, and I'm going to go Starburst. Um, What's your favorite color? Yellow. Yellow. I know, right? Wow. Easy. Yellow. James, what's yours? It's going to have to be the pink. Pink, yeah. Like any sane human being, red or pink. It's such a basic answer. I'm not going to lie. I actually sometimes unwrap quite a few of them at the same time and just throw them all in at once. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm here for that. Have you had the minis? No, no. So they, they come in a bag. 
I mean, like it's like a bigger bag, and it's supposed to be a shareable size. And that's there's no sharing, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, but they're like they're all unwrapped, and they're like super small. Like you guys remember chiclets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like that size. Um, you can just grab a handful. That of sounds dangerous. It, it, it is. So the size of big teeth. It's delicious. Yeah. Also, I really like the word chiclet. So here's what I do with my yellow Starburst when I have the opportunity to have Starburst. I just save them and I give them to Roman. And I'm really appreciate there you that. Go. Yeah. It's, I honestly Donate them. I have, I have well, purchased a five-pound bag of just yellow Starburst on Amazon. Before. So what I'm going to start cool. doing is I'm going to start putting them in the collection plate on Sundays. So then that's a donation to the youth room. I love that. I'm here for that. <laughs> um, all right. James. James, fifth pick. I'm going to back it up with Mike and Ike's. Whoa. That's early for Mike and Ike's, it feels like. I don't um, know, man. Original? Yes, absolutely. Oh, gee. I'm a big sour guy. Uh, Mike and Ike's. Sours, sours are good, but the originals are... S- same thing here. Same uh, same thing applies. Just grab a handful and just get all the and flavors it, at once. Yeah, I'm here for that. There's no one specific flavor. Is that like started as a kid candy, or you developed that as an adult? I think that transitioned from a love of jelly beans when I was younger. Really? It, I've never liked jelly beans. Dude, they are amazing. And, except for the coffee and the peanut, uh, or what are they? Uh, oh, I know you're talking about. The popcorn ones. Yeah, so that's no, absolutely terrible. No. So you don't play Bean Boozled? Dude, no, I've played no, that no, game. No. You have four kids and you've never played Bean Boozled? I'm not even sure what that is. It's, it's So there's a game. It has the different, um, the regular flavors of the Jelly Bellies, and then they have those terrible flavors. Uh-huh. And you kind of have to, it's like Russian roulette. Yeah, they like they have like toothpaste and grass and Ooh. dirt. So you have to take one and eat it and you don't know if you're going to get a good one or a bad it's one. Like It'd Bert- be fun for the kids. I like think I may have seen something like that on a YouTube yeah. short. It's close to like Birdie, Birdie Bot's Every Flavored Bean from Harry Potter. Um, we got some of those and they're still sitting yeah, on um, our shelf. I haven't eaten. We Actually, Lauren did try one. Um, pretty sure she got vomit. Hilarious! That's that was so. We actually we should just, probably we should probably do that on the podcast. That's <laughs> sure. We should that should probably be a thing that we do. I don't know podcast. if gagging. Yeah, on the I, think, I think that's pretty funny. Retching into the microphone is good for <laughs> podcasting. Um, you'd be surprised. I, I think it works for Pat McAfee. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> all right, Corey six. All right, six. six. I'm going with my number one. Um, I'm a big caramel fan, so world's finest chocolate bar, Ooh. caramel, and I have a story. Um, as a I bet kid played baseball growing up. They gave you those um, boxes of candy bars to sell as fundraisers. Oh, yeah. And I ate every one of the caramel ones. My parents had to spend 20 bucks. That was 20 that's candy a, bars that's I ate. A lot of candy bars. <laughs> and they paid 20 bucks for that fundraiser because I ate them all. Now, is it caramel or caramel? Caramel. Caramel. Car- caramel. caramel. I'm a caramel guy. Yeah. Um, James, seven? Oh, no. Uh, this is snake. Oh, I get, yeah, that's I right. I get two. Corey gets number seven. Was seven I get pick. two. Um, I'm going with gummy worms. Okay. And there could be like the snakes or the octopus. Like I like the 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 bigger sour or just a regular regular. Okay. Like, yeah. So I'm a gummy fan. I like sour okay. patch kids, but the watermelon specifically, I like the gummy worms better than the bears. I would agree with that statement. Yeah. Worms. Are, I would say worms are better than bears for yes. sure. Okay. In in real life and in gummy form. <laughs> very true. Both very true. both very helpful and good at fishing. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever tried to fish with a gummy worm? Uh, just a worm in general. Oh, okay. Um, regular worm. But I'm willing to try with a gummy worm. <laughs> Maybe. But I'm afraid that I would eat them all before I got sure. to the fishing spot. It would be a problem. Yeah. Uh, James, eight. Let's go with um, the Cookies and Cream Hershey's Bar. Ooh. Oh. It's classic. Very underrated. But that thing, it's just like a party in your mouth when you eat one of those things. Honestly, I would agree with that statement. Um, 
my wife really likes those. Really, um, they're hard to find though. It, yeah. yeah, they are. They're not at all the regular gas stations. Yeah, you got to go to like CVS or like a Rite Aid and battle yeah. the older ladies for that. You know. <laughs> Like Speaking <laughs> of older ladies' candy, I'm waiting for Roman's Werther's original. Hey, it, it's on the list. Like, <laughs> they're so good. I don't care what anybody says. You probably like, got one like melted in your teeth right now because they just hang out for a while. Oh, hey, I, I think in a po- post-apocalyptic scenario when then most of the good candy's gone mm-hmm. and Werther's originals are there because they last forever, then of course they're good. Yeah, well, they're good now. Like a new form of currency? Werther's? Yeah, but like yeah. if you've got a chance... like. <laughs> Trader Werther's for like a James, cup of rice. you have four children. I have two kids. Um, when you're eating their Halloween candy, and we know we do this, yes. I'm not going yep. for a Werther's Originals first. I'm eating the, the Reese cups or yeah, I'm eating absolutely. other things. I'm not well, eating sure. enough for them to notice, but I'm eating I'm eating some. That's fair. I make them eat the unwrapped candy, actually. I like that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm not- I'm gonna before we go into parenting strategies. Um, well, you live like, in Virginia Beach. You can afford to eat unwrapped candy in Norfolk. We can't play that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like getting needles in there. Um, you uh, can't say that. I can. I just did. Norfolk, yeah. get your game together, please. Um, nine. I'm gonna go with Twin Snakes. Um, not necessarily a super popular candy. No. But it is a. It's 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 like a gummy worm scenario, but they're snakes, but they're. They're called twin snakes. There's two of them. They're together. One side is sour and one side is sweet. Never heard of so that. So you get the best of it's, it's a Haribo candy. Um, very good. Right. Underrated. Not something that I ever had as a kid, but like randomly found as an adult. And I was like, why not try that? I really like sour candy. Delicious. I, and I like Haribo if their their gummy bears are small. It's like chewing a car tire. If right. You don't get some size to that gummy. Yeah, it I is agree. very tough to eat. Yes. And um no, it's not the, the sour and the sweetness of each snake is actually pretty solid. Yeah. So, you said Zach Brown is what people think you look like. You just by giving me some of your top five here, yeah, m- make me make me think you are more like Ty from Dude Perfect because this top ten list is always the worst. I get I get that. A and lot. you're really getting on that territory. Ty is right the now. guy with the beard, right? Yeah. That, yeah. I get. Yes. I also, Tyler Tony. I also say that I get that on a regular basis. Yeah. So you. Are, are you like, do you watch Dude Perfect? All right, yeah, sure. Um, uh, for the ten pick, round four. Um, this one was a, a tough one for me because mm-hmm. we we I figured a lot of these would be taken off the list, and they kind of have been. Um, but uh, a Kinder Bueno. Hmm. Pardon. A Kinder Bueno. Excuse me. You know, no, no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I don't know her. Um, <laughs> it is a fantastic can. It's a, it's a it's a chocolate bar that um, is it hazelnut on the inside. I, it's something like this. It has like this like creamy center yeah. that is delectable. It is very good. Now it's not a popular pick. Yeah. Just like the Twin Snakes picks, not popular doesn't mean it's not delicious. Yeah, any candy that has a different language in its title has to be described as delectable. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go no bueno on that. <laughs> there it is. I was hoping someone would actually say that. You should try it though. I'll bring some in. It's it's honestly, it's it's life changing. So be careful. Okay, let's do it. Um, James, eleven. I'm gonna go with nerds. Nerds. Yes, love them. Um, ropes, regular nerds. No, what no, no ropes. No ropes. No ropes. I'm a grown man. I can't walk around with a <laughs> nerd rope. <laughs> But once again, I guess I think there's a theme here because I also like to pop both sides of the nerds and just dump all at once, like yeah, the purple okay. and the pink all at yeah. once. All right. hmm. And you you always go purple pink. It's not the green and the blue or uh, whatever. It's mostly purple and pink. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, to be fair, this purple and pink is what I think of when I think of nerds. Yeah, yeah, it's the um, classic. I think of you. You think of oh, oh that <laughs> was so. all right. Nerd culture is popular now, Corey. So, <laughs> um, please take the twelfth pick. Uh, these are your last two picks. He he just nerds. He just oh, he only gets one. Man, I forgot how drafts yeah. work. Um, all right, so my last two picks. Mm-hmm. I'm going fun dip. Mm. Fun dip. for the stick alone. All right. Now I like okay. the the dip, the fun dip flavoring, yeah. but like the stick is really good. That vanilla kind of white. I'm here for good. that. I don't know. I'm confused on that one. And um, and my last one is a dark horse. Okay. Sixlets. Ooh. Oh, I haven't thought of sixlets in a so, hot minute. So as a child, every time I had a chance to go on a field trip, we got to pack our own lunch, and that was the dessert of choice for some reason. Because it wouldn't melt. Right. It wouldn't be like I get there, and if I had the candy bar or something, that mm-hmm. it's all gross. Like they were, and they're they're good. They're, I feel like they're I hard could to never, find. I felt like I could never open the package though. That small little slender plastic. It was oh, just all you gotta yeah. do is put the end of it in your mouth and squeeze from the bottom, and they all just okay. That, that's exactly that's what it sounds sound. like. You don't even have to post to do that <laughs> There's sound. no editing for that. That's the actual sound it makes. Pretty incredible, actually. All right. Um, James, last pick. Last pick. I'm going to go with a take five. Ooh. Ooh. Take five. Okay. The pretzel chocolate mix. Is that yeah. a Snickers product? Oh, to be one? honest, I don't know. I can't give credit to anybody on that one. I actually don't know either. Other I thought originally Reese's, but I think those are called something different. By the way, do you guys say Reese's or Reese's? Reese's. 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 Are you Reese's? Does it change when you say Reese's pieces? Yes, it does. It does. Really? Yeah, you, you, go have go, you have to go Reese's pieces. Oh. oh, that is a Reese's. Is it? Yeah. I was right. Wow. Well, I, don't I know guess that makes sense because Reese's was top on the board. Yeah, that makes go. sense. Um, that's a solid pick. I think Reese's makes really solid candy in general. Like, Absolutely. It's hard to go wrong with the peanut butter chocolate mix, um, which is why I'm going Butterfinger for the last mm-hmm. pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I like just having it stuck in my teeth. So maybe yeah. 10, 10, 15 minutes later, it's like, like, oh, yeah, that's still delicious. Flavor is good. Yes. The, the teeth thing is it's a real issue. Which is why it's last because I enjoy it. But at the same time, like I don't enjoy having the thing stuck. Yeah. Just I'm, wash I'm it down it with the like Swedish fish and get right. both sides Ooh. stuck. Swedish fish. Man, I feel like I'm. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna go back and you're gonna look and be like, oh no, I miss, You're gonna go to a gas station and be like, wow, yeah. I missed a lot. No, I've got a couple on here that I got a couple of dark horses that yeah. the zero. It's like white chocolate yeah. and almond, and I don't like it. I wouldn't be able to eat that on a regular is basis. Is that coconut in it or no? No, no. I think that's the. I know almond joy. Almond joy. that was my like baseball concession stand go to for some reason. Really? Yeah, and um, the we have the nonpareils, those white chocolate drops with the sprinkles on them. Yeah. that's a seasonal thing for our family for Christmas. Hmm. Yep. So my, we would always have that and. Summer sausage and cheese, and we would eat those things. My brother Kyle, in fact, we shipped, we were supposed to take those to him for Christmas, and we forgot, and we shipped them for like 12 bucks. Nice. Cost like five times what it cost to buy them, <laughs> just uh, so he would have them. We were a Milky Way family for Christmas. Yeah. We had a little fun size Milky Ways, which I also could have put on the list easily. Yeah. And then I went Kinder Bueno instead. Kinder Bueno. Because that's how I feel about you it. And you're, you're like that until you try one, and then you try one, you're like, okay, I get it. I'm surprised I'll, Twizzlers. I'll go look for it. Twizzlers didn't make the list. So I like. Are you being, a Red Vines guy? No, absolutely okay. not. No, no, no. I like regular Twizzlers. I'm not a fan of the. What do we? Do you guys hear that? If you hear this on there, this is a vacuum. <laughs> I think. Um, we uh, got a Roomba on the loose the, over here. <laughs> um, 
the filled there's like a filled Twizzler that has yes. like this sour filling in the middle. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've not seen that. It is delicious. Now I will say the original. Like as soon as you taste it, there's like a Play-Doh-y taste, mm-hmm. but then it immediately goes away, and you're like, "Wow, it's delicious." So I'm, con- I got, um, I got some of that in my stocking for Christmas from yeah. my wife and kids. So good. They were orange with orange cream on the inside. Oh my gosh! And I'm they're good. Started. But you're right; they do taste like Play-Doh, and I, I wonder why they couldn't have like strawberry original strawberry yeah. with like a strawberry cream inside. Yeah, because that would hit different. You guys remember cream savers? Cream yes, savers. it was the little like they looked like peppermints, but my it was like a strawberries and cream. Oh, my oh God. James, yes. we need to. Yes. Br- so I think we need to pray for Roman. Good. Yeah, because <laughs> it sounds like all of his candy choices were found in the bottom of his grandmother's purse. Right. Yeah. Hey, guess Not what? to mention a Twizzler tastes like a like good. a soft chewed up mouthpiece from like a little league field <laughs> or something. Yeah. Hey, you guys say all those things, but you willingly ate that candy out of your grandma's purse, and you yeah, because there were no other options. But yeah. it was still good in the moment. Yeah, it was. Yeah. All right. And it reminds me of, of grandma. All right. Well, um, I almost made a speaking of grandma. It's time for us to end. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> now we've all officially said something we regret. Um, uh, <laughs> this was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, absolutely. This is, I mean, this is us on a regular basis. This is the plan. This is to talk about sports, talk about, you know, we're not going to do candy every week. I think next week we're going to look at something. I don't, I mean, you guys, what are we going to look at next week? What do we want to draft next week? Um, we got options. Hmm. What sounds good? I'm putting you guys on the spot. We 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 script some of this, but not a whole lot of right. it. Right. I um, think I think there's some things. I think shoes would be interesting. Um, Roman's a big shoe guy, by the way. Shoes. If you need a shoe guy, I went shopping for shoes the other day. Mm-hmm. Roman got to shop with me, and I um, bought a pair of shoes that I took back instantly the next morning. Yeah, and I think uh, I actually he heard about the that. shoes that I actually recommended from yeah. the get go. So I got a okay. different pair of shoes. Go learn the hard way. He's a shoe guy. Um, so I think ranking shoes would be. Interesting. I think ranking all time best players. Different sports, NBA, you know, we can let's, do franchise you know players. Let's, There's let's a lot ahead. of things. Let's check that box off. Let's go. We're going to draft all NBA next year, next next week. All NBA. Uh, all okay. NBA next it's week. This is way too soon to hear your I'm here for that. crazy LeBron James I'm here greatest LeBron of LeBron James statistically is significantly better than yeah. Michael Jordan. No one can argue that. You literally cannot argue statistically that he's not better than Michael Jordan. I don't care about statistics. <laughs> it says the says the oldest I, guy. I, I don't. Well, yes, that's what I'm going to. I don't think you're old enough to uh, see Michael Jordan play. That's, I that's watched the problem. Michael Jordan play on YouTube. No, on TV with the Wizards. No, we're in, obviously going to get way too deep in this too late in this podcast. Uh, is we're already, an, NBA, we're already an hour in. It's the whatever. NBA would not be here for LeBron James without Michael Jordan. That's fine. Okay. I'm, that's fine. And that the fact mean that Michael LeBron Jordan's James better. decided to play for a thousand years doesn't make him a better player. It, it is absolutely a part of it. Just no. so he can play with it the It makes him a healthier player. No, no, no. Or, because Jordan could have continued to play. He chose to quit. That's his fault. Jordan could have. He also shouldn't have had a gamble Jordan, problem. If Jordan could have bypassed college, it would have been a different conversation as well. But that wasn't even an option. So? I'm not supposed to feel bad about that? LeBron took the opportunities that were given to him? It's like NFL this year having 17 games. And, oh, they broke the regular season record for most whatever. Yeah, with another one or two games compared no, to these other guys. because they didn't change the rules for LeBron. He just played longer. Whatever. More efficient scorer. More threes, more assists, more well, rebounds. We don't even have to have the conversation about it now. It looks <laughs> yeah. like we're done here. I'm here for, hey, don't worry. That's going to be a whole I don't, know, I don't even know if LeBron's in my top three. That's, oh, wow. that's the most outrageous comment anyone has ever made. Who's who? Who are um, the other you two? You can talk human about beings? championships. You can talk about a lot oh of different my things. Gosh, there's all you, right. You any, like a like a Muggsy Bogues guy or something? <laughs> no, no I'm just saying. You said Kareem. 
Will being clutch make, makes a makes a big difference as well. Don't worry, I have all the stats for that. I'm, I'm so a, excited about this. I'm also a Larry Bird guy. Yeah, well, Larry Bird was incredible, by yeah. the way. He's underrated. Yes, he is under. Larry Bird's underrated. Yeah. Um, but um, this podcast isn't underrated. No, because we're incredible and everybody knows it. Um, <laughs> um, but that's it. That's it for us this week. Um, thanks for listening to us for an hour. It was yeah. a good time. Go uh, try all those candies that we referenced. Yeah, please. Um, yeah. Especially the Kinder Buenos. Pretty sure none of you have ever heard of him, um, which I'm okay with. Uh, but um, we got nothing else. You guys have a great day.